Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gable Morenzi. I think we're on. We might be. I don't know. Testing, testing. <laughs> I, I guess uh, we'll I think be called, we uh, I guess people on Twitter will let me know. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> As our uh, first show of the new year, off to a great, uh, great start. I guess if anything, at least we're consistent around here. Like, <laughs> what was it that I was saying at the last last week, last show, uh, Cam? Last uh, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, in the new year, we're going to have uh, things a little uh, tighter ship. You know, we're going to get that echo out of there, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a real smooth, uh, smooth transition. Yeah, that's, that was what you said. Happy <laughs> we, new said year. we expect better. <laughs> we, we expect big things, better things, and yeah. uh, you know, less issues in 2019. <laughs> Evidently, we were wrong. Uh, wrong on that. Um, so uh, yeah, we're uh, we're off and running. Uh, right now, maybe I don't know. Like I said, we'll find out uh, on in a couple right. minutes uh, when people yeah, start. Yeah, I see a tweet. Spencer Spen- Spenny Max is uh, all good now, ready to go. Uh, Gabe and Cam, so that's our first one back there. I think it's all good now. Smooth sailing, yeah, Gabe. See? Get on that surfboard. Yeah, we're back. Okay. Twitter needs to let us know if we're on the air. Twitter yeah. needs to do uh, research for us. Like, are they're pretty much our interns and our. <laughs> Our, 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 like, staff researchers. We're running quite the operation, Cam. Well, Jesse Lapine's pretty good with, uh, with a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's Gabe. a professional <laughs> photoshopper. Yeah, exactly. It's a real team it's effort. It sure is, buddy. It's hard for us to, like, rip the NCAA when all these people are doing everything for us, too. <laughs> very good. Very, very good point. <laughs> They're like college say. athletes. <laughs> They're getting to work, but... I mean, if you, if you look... Our main man Jesse, like he he promotes the show before uh, before I do even every day. Yeah, he's solid. Guy, yeah. He's got the tweet. He knows who the guests are. He's on top of things. Yeah, he he should be on payroll. Yeah, the guy's amazing, Gabe. How are things going? Yeah. Happy New Year, buddy. We haven't talked in a while. How are things? How was Vancouver? And uh, back in the saddle again. And uh, we got big news uh, for Friday night, right, friend? It's going to be a wicked night off the chain. Yeah, that's right. The news uh, the news that uh, Cam Stewart will be coming to New York City. Uh, this uh, Friday will be with us for the 17th anniversary at the Pig and Parrot. We'll be uh, broadcasting live uh, Friday night, uh, but uh, we'll also be doing game time decisions uh, from uh, Studio 34 in Manhattan. Uh, so um, the um, the party just got raised up a notch. Cam, we look forward to seeing you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, Gabe. I thought about it. It's now or never, right? You know what I mean? Like you've been talking about going to New York, and then I'm thinking about it. I go, you know what? This is the weekend. You know, the indoor soccer stuff, whatever, I, tell, I tell, told the owner, it's like, you know, I can't be the voice guy anyway because I can't, I, I can't go to every game. So you might as well, as an ambassador, it's time for the ambassador to, 
hit, hit the New York City. We got horse race. We got playoff football. We got the guys. We got clam chowder. Hopefully, he's going to get there. And yeah, you said it, Marantz. We know what a party. We're a little bit older now, but uh, I have a feeling it's uh, going to be uh, old school, off the chain. It's going to be great to meet everybody too. Get to see uh, Yang in person and uh, the fantasy exec and uh, your boy Riggs and everybody. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, Corey Parson, the fantasy exec, uh, Michelle Serpico, uh, nice. Clam Chowder. Um, Clam Chowder is actually coming down. It's going to be it's quite the uh, quite the crew that we've uh, got uh, being uh, put together here on Friday night. And, uh, yeah, uh, the, the Pig and Parrot um, is uh, 77 Hudson Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. So if you're in the area, you're invited to uh, you're invited to come by. It's a great, uh, great spot. Um, Michelle Serpico and her crew. Are going to be there. Corey Parson, uh, Cardano's uh, coming down. We got Clam Chowder, um, a couple other uh, locals. Our boy Riggs going to be in the house. Uh, Buckeye Bob, Ohio State fan, uh, is going to be uh, throwing it down. Uh, so it's going to be quite the crew uh, on Friday night. No, it's going to be awesome, Rancier. And the thing about this too, we got the party Drusilla. on Friday. Drusilla, Clam we got Chowder. football. We got football on Saturday. Like you can't ask for a better weekend. That's what I thought. I go. This is the weekend to do it. If we're going to do it, this is the weekend to do it. Your anniversary special, the games, perfect. Couldn't be better time. Got to go this weekend. I don't know if you're aware, though. Like, on Sunday, we're doing regularly scheduled programming. Are we? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I, I, I have no idea. I haven't received, I, like, I talked to those guys at the end. I honestly thought the football thing was done after Fantasy Week 16. Like, you know what I mean? So, I, I didn't know that. Oh, so... Oh, so Galena and those guys. Okay, well, I guess if I'm still, yeah, I'm in town, I'll go to studio and do it, I guess. like. Yeah, basically, that's the deal. I don't know. Maybe you, you maybe you'll, you could do it earlier. That's like me. I know me and Corey and crew are going to be on, like, from, um, like, leading up to the game, the, uh, the Sunday yeah. afternoon game, and we're going to be on during the game. And then we were going to pass it over to you guys. Uh, that, oh, okay. from what my understanding uh, was, so... I, that'd be kind of awkward, you sitting in the studio alone after, but uh, <laughs> Galena is going to be there, and uh, Bovana as well. Yeah. So it yeah. uh, could be a full house, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, as uh, Cam was going to surprise us, but hard to keep a surprise. In, yeah, what am know, I going to do? Come in with the shows and everything, right? That's kind of what I was saying. Like, I'm surprised. I show up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to make you sure uh, pulled it everything. Off, you could have yeah. just told Cardano not to tell me. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be just better to tell you. you I would have been know. sitting in the studio on Friday, uh, sitting yeah. there drinking a uh, steel alloy reserve spike watermelon. <laughs> just roll it. Hey, man, what's up, Gabe? Hey, what's I up? Wanted yeah. to, I wanted to do it that way, but with the with the technical stuff and everything, I thought it just better safe to be early and uh, do things. Then then we'll hit the party and get uh, get our groove on. That's what I'm thinking. Well, you know, to be in defense of everybody, this is the uh, pretty. I think this is like the first live show we've done. Is it really? Like, oh, well, no. Like, we were on this morning, and there were shows. But, I mean, those were all from the studio. Oh, right? I, I think see. This is I probably see. the first time that this system's been used uh, in reboot. a little while. Reboot. Reboot. Now, yeah, it just needs, uh, it needs a I cleaning. don't know. Like I sort arteries. of assume. Or a little lap before the show starts. That's, that's going to be my suggestion. <laughs> it's sort of like a NASCAR. They don't just go to the, the start line and yeah, turn yeah, the key. Yeah. And, uh, oh, <laughs> shit, it didn't start. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, you take it for a couple of laps before, and you know, that's you know, that's just my suggestion. Sort of, let's flick some switches and stuff before. You know what I mean? Sort of like a cockpit, you know, and the pilot gets in. All right, check, yeah, check, yeah, check, check, right, yeah, yeah. Light, all right, phone, yeah, uh, all right. It's a good point. Yeah, you don't want to hit the, you want to, don't want to hit the. Sort of seems and... like, yeah, sort of seems like you and I are the <laughs> pilots, and we're just sort of, 
you know, we're ready to take off, and, like, the plane's not taking off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, buddy. <laughs> we're, still, we're still here. You know, listen, I, I've done it myself. I've done it myself. Uh, hey, listen, I once sat and did it. This was a couple of months ago, but I did do it. I started a podcast, and I didn't look at, like, the chat or anything. So I didn't really look and see what people were saying about the show. Yeah. I sort of briefly looked briefly, but I just started rambling, and I had uh, – there was no sound. Like, uh, the audio wasn't working. Like, I wasted, like, 27 so, minutes. Yeah, you are just into, talking. Yeah, <laughs> no just sound, talking until, you're like a ventriloquist. Wow, what an act. No, <laughs> like, my phone out. started to ring. Like, people started oh. to call me that knew me. They're like, dude, like, you're – no one can hear you. I'm <laughs> like, all yelling and raging and stuff, like making hand gestures. And like, so, like, I, I had no, I had no idea. Uh, but uh, hey, so yeah, we're off and running here. 2019, our 17th anniversary uh, bash is uh, is Friday night, and um, it's uh, 17 years of sports rage. Essentially, we started, uh, we started on January the 6th, 2002. January the 6th, 2002. So. Um, January the 4th, whatever, like it's pretty much it. January the 6th is Sunday night. We actually started on a Sunday, but I'm not doing a live party on a Sunday night. No. So no we're going to no. do it on uh, on Friday night. Yeah. yeah and, Friday's uh, good. Last year, last year we were in Vancouver uh, for the anniversary. It was a great time. Uh, the year before, I believe, that was the, uh, the crazy off-the-hook night at that bar in Toronto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I remember that night. Yeah. No, no, yeah, this, like this, yeah. yeah this, I'm sure like yeah, there'll be a lot of drinks consumed uh, at the Pig and Parrot uh, on uh, on Friday night. And it sets up uh, for the NFL playoffs. LouGamble.com will join us uh, today. Uh, we'll talk NFL playoffs uh, with Lou. We've got four games on the board this weekend. Uh, college uh, Bowls yesterday. Actually did all right yesterday. Um, I wasn't feeling great after uh, drinking too much wine on New Year's Eve. Um, so it was one of those days where I, I got my bets in um, like overnight when I was all hammered. Right. So I woke up the next day. It was already all in. There was nothing I could do about them. Um, but the only thing that I missed out on is I wanted to get in on Texas uh, last night. I did like Texas plus the points, but I ended up only taking the over when I was drunk. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I'll bet Texas that's the last game. I'll have time to get in on it. But I didn't anticipate that I would be sleeping all day uh, either. But hey, Tom Herman, man, the guy's a great, uh, he's a great underdog. You know, you look at the guy's track record as an underdog, Cam, and it continues, whether he was at Houston or now, yep. uh, now, uh, now with, with Texas, when you give Tom Herman points, he usually not only covers, but he usually wins the game outright. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. One of my biggest regrets was going harder on Texas with, with all the talk that I heard from the Georgia players. Oh, this, we should be doing this and whatever. They came out exactly. in that game. They were, they were not ready to play. And that's the only angle you could take in college games was kind of opposite to Gus Malzahn, who's gagged with Auburn there. They're an SET team that is disappointed that finally showed up. Georgia, on the other hand, they're reading their own mail. Oh, we should have been in the playoff. Notre Dame sucks. They got smoked by Clemson. Well, you know what? You guys are down 10 to nothing to Texas before the game even starts. They punch you in the face, and they, hel- they held on to win. Good on Texas for doing it, Gabe. Crazy. That, that line went up at one point, like it was like to 13, back to 11, 11 and a half before game time. And yeah, it's a regret. Like I, li- I like Texas and I just wish I had the balls to put them on the money line. But I thought Georgia would maybe squeak out a win. They got pummeled. They got beat up. And I'm, I'm proud of that Texas program for laying it down on Georgia. That's why you don't talk shit before the games. Just play them. No teams. 
teams that are focused on on other teams or on the playoffs um, usually are flat in these in these other bowl games. And I expected it from Michigan as well uh, against Florida. Um, you know, Michigan, if they would have won, you know, they were going to the playoffs. They didn't. They got smoked. Suddenly you're playing in one of these stupid bowl games. I guess it's supposed to be a big game, the Peach Bowl or whatever. But, yeah, yeah not really. it's just another bowl game <laughs> against a Florida team that you always beat, too. So you beat them the last three times you played them, right? And the Florida Gators were getting sick of it. They were actually happy to be in that bowl game. Um, you know, Michigan wasn't. And in a very similar situation, you knew Texas were going to be fired up, but it was a statement game for the Texas Longhorns. And Georgia's kids would have a hard time getting up for it, especially after watching the playoffs. But uh, you know, that's the way it is. You know, but if anything, these blowouts, they don't, they don't encourage a playoff. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just don't. That, that, that's a problem for people that want an expanded playoff. If you look like, you know, Notre Dame got smoked. Uh, by Clemson, uh, Oklahoma and Alabama was well, it was a game. You know, after the first quarter, it was a game. Oklahoma covered. Oklahoma hung around. They outscored them after the first yep. quarter all the way through, actually. But they just dug too too big of a hole. But you know, nothing really would be different. Like, look, if you look at like UCF, um, if UCF was in there, were they going to beat Clemson or Alabama? I don't. They would have so. got actually murdered. They would have got murdered. Yeah, they got murdered. What by about LSU? Michigan? Same Michigan, thing, right? get, Michigan, they get killed. They get Michigan killed. got smoked by Ohio State already, right? So, really, I, I don't think you really need to argue that, oh, you need more than four teams right now. I don't know if there's more than four really, really, really good teams. It's a really you good know, point, that, Gabe. But another thing. thing, another thing is, let's give credit to a conference that always gets uh, beat down, the Big 12. Oklahoma State was a, a, a double-digit dog to Missouri in that game. They won outright. As you said, Oklahoma in the second half against Alabama made it respectable. Last night, Texas over Georgia. These, you talk about soft conferences. Well, the Big 12 has done themselves right. Like te- teams, teams in that conference have looked pretty damn good, if you ask me. Look at the under as underdogs by double-digit, both of them winning outright. Texas, Oklahoma State. And if West Virginia had Will Greer playing, I'll tell you all the balls that uh, Stills was open on because their other quarterback Elliott couldn't find yeah, him. Was the guy was open all day long. Yeah, he's yeah. all. Like, if that's if that's a different quarterback, that's a, a different game too. So maybe the Big Twelve they 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 did themselves here's, some favors in that game in, in the Bulls. Here's the uh, here's the records actually for the uh, here's the uh, the records, uh, and you know it pretty much repeats itself. There's one thing, Cam. Look, I did pretty well with the late bowl games. They're easier to predict yeah. just because. The teams are better, so they'll actually play like you expect them to play. You know, some of these early games, you know, they're hit or miss. But one thing that we do know, the MAC doesn't win bowl games. Yeah, they, they don't win bowl games. They're one in five oh, in bowl games this year. Pac-12, too. They were the they worst stick. one. The MAC was one in five. The American Athletic was two in five. The Pac-12 yep. was three in four, but it's actually better than the one in eight they put up on the board last year. So they they went three and four, ACC five and five, and don't forget that's also boistered by the fact that Clemson just won, right? So without Correct. Clemson, they would have been four and five. The ACC, SEC six and five, uh, and of course Alabama, one of those wins. Alabama still playing, so it's an opportunity to to improve to seven and five for the SEC. The Big Ten five and four. Uh, Big 12, you mentioned it, uh, four and three uh, for, for the Big 12. Sun Belt, an impressive performance for the Belt, uh, three and two. 
Mountain West have something to hang their hat on as well. Three and two for the Mountain West. Independence uh, get it done uh, with uh, with BYU and Army both winning. Notre Dame was the loser, and Conference USA actually uh, four and two when it was all said and done. Uh, four four and two for the uh, Conference USA. Pretty impressive. Technically, I gotta tell the you, best one. No, I like Conference USA, and we were we, we were good with UAB, and that was a revenge spot in one of the earlier games. But Gabe, look at the way the the Pac-12 teams played. Arizona State uh, against Fresno State, they were horrible in that game down the stretch. Sure, Oregon won the game. You beat Michigan State 7-6. to six. You scored seven points, and if it wasn't for Michigan State and some blunt blunders in that game, hey, Washington, you were getting murdered. You came back and covered the spread. You still lose. And Cal and TCU in the Cheez-It Bowl could have been one of the worst, worst bowl games of all time until the Nevada-Arkansas State game. Those are the two worst bowl games in the history of bowl games. Like That game was atrocious as well, but this Time after time, you know I'm a fan of the Pac-12, but you, they're, they're just not that good. They're just not that good. Their teams, they think they have elite status, but I'll take like a Big Ten team against them any day of the week, SEC, anything. Like the Pac-12 for power conferences is definitely the softest. Yeah, and you know, it's it's strange because they have very good athletes, actually. They do. I don't know they if it's do. the style of football that they play, um, but you know. Look at Utah. Look at Utah against Northwestern. They, they fall yeah, apart. I love like they were leading in that, in that game. Oh no! Did you like the thing was you were leading like by a couple touchdowns. That's the thing about these Pac-12 teams. They're flaky as hell. Like they, they don't will play fall apart. Sixty right. minutes. They they crumble. Like if things don't go well, they don't seem to be surprising. as mentally as tough. Yeah, yes. that's you know. That's, I don't know if it it's the nice weather. I don't know if it's yeah. like the softer lifestyle. Uh, what it something. is, but there is something to it. And it's the same thing in college basketball as well. Um, you know, team from the West Coast hasn't won a championship in forever, man. UCLA and Arizona are the two, right? It's every once in a while, and that was a while ago UCLA won. All right, we'll get to the phone lines on the other side. Uh, we'll talk more college uh, football. Down to five and a half right now, Alabama at some spots against Clemson. Yeah. Fourth year I see in a row five. playing each other. I see some fives too, Gabe. Crazy. Four years in a row. They split the first two. Bama won last year in the semifinal. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time Decisions continues Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, off to, uh, we are a little, uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, <laughs> but we're off, off and running right now. It's all good. Oil, oil change, buddy. We're clean and ready to rock now, baby. Yeah, you sound if really you missed, clear uh, too today, Marenzi. 
Sound no, clear, the sound clear, is clear. actually good. It's funny. I was thinking that yeah. before the show started. I was like, damn. I'm man, like, wow. Things are really clear today. And then. I know. <laughs> they were clear, but we weren't on. <laughs> but so. Yeah. It's like, wow. All right. It's a good well, start. Good start. Yeah, but, you yeah, know, let's figure it out. Give me Yang. Yeah, we sound great. No one's hearing. <laughs> That's the best. That's all good. Uh, so if you missed uh, you missed the announcement, Cam is going to be uh, with us here in New York uh, this weekend, which uh, be going to be a lot of fun. We'll take be, uh, Cam, Cam and uh, his the girlfriend book? out to uh, yeah. Yeah, out to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, Lisa we'll asked me the... today. Uh, she said, yeah, is there uh, roulette and table games there? I go, no, oh, honey, it's a sports book, but, but there's horses. So it'll be kind of like we're back at Shoeless Joe's. You can uh, watch the horses exactly. run around and, and, bet, and bet a 90 to 1 horse like you do and hope it comes in. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> might even be some live racing, actually. No, awesome. as, far as, as far as casinos uh, are concerned, yeah, it's kind of a letdown. I believe, uh, I don't know if Atlantic City's the closest one. There might be, like, one of the other. Is there, like, a little one, one or something? There's got to be something that's not Atlantic City kind of there, I you think know, maybe but... it's, a, like, Yonkers or something like that, though, man. There's a casino in Yonkers? <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll figure it I think out. there might be. I think there might be a casino. That's where Jim Day is, I think. Where? Huh. Empire Casino, where's that at? Yeah, yeah, that's up in Yonkers. That's uh, Empire Casino. Oh, it is Casino, Yonkers, yeah. huh? Then you have uh, Results, Results World Casino out in uh, Far Rockaway, Queens. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's, the... so that's not too bad. No, it's not. How far is that? Uh, that's over, like, heading towards, like, JFK. So, so it's, it's up like, by the airport. Yeah, it's a little closer, like, from the airport. But if you want to... What do they got? It's just it's a normal got... casino? It's yeah, just like got, a normal uh, casino. They got blackjack. They got roulette. They got uh, yeah, but all I think that all stuff. The, I think all the stuff that they have there is like computerized, like gaming. Like so, it's not. Oh uh, like, yeah, know, I'm not that. Have, like, I, I like the human it's, touch. It's not a, I not like a the human. No, 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 no. Any any chick who's a virtual reality chick, she'll look good on screen. And I know they're at, in another country doing the video, but no offense, I need yeah, a real yeah. live dealer. I need somebody you know I can talk to. You know what's twisted though? Like even in Vegas, cab, all those like automated, like the video. You know where, like, people sit around in the circle and, like, there's, like, the video sort of like a slick video screen, like, hot chick dealing, like, video chick? You know who likes it? People like that better. I don't know why. Yeah. A lot of millennials like it. They want to avoid, exactly. They want to avoid human interaction. (laughs) It's actually crazy. I'm the absolute opposite. Like, when I'm at a blackjack table and I find somebody who's, like, like you no, know, I, I like everybody. I like the flow yeah. of the table. I, I'll tell you the story. Actually, yeah. I went to the casino on on, on uh, Saturday in Vancouver Park Casino. Nice. I won Good like two hundred bucks playing blackjack too. Um, well, not two hundred. I started with a hundred. I built it up to like two twenty five, two fifty or so. Uh, but uh, I got beaten down a bit. I actually cashed out. Like uh, I actually split with one hundred and twenty seven bucks. So I started with a hundred. I got up like to 250, 300 at one point and tapped out. I left with 127. And uh, I played uh, Baccarat. <laughs> and you usually don't get into the Baccarat. <laughs> banker. That's the best. <laughs> That's betting banker. Bet on banker. Mr. Mr. Banker. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, good stuff. Baccarat's pretty Crazy cool. Crazy with a dealer, too. Oh, Banker wins. Banker wins. <laughs> it's a, it's a game like, that you, you push a lot, right? Like, it's Baccarat's one of those games that you could hang around for a while. Like, if you want to kill time, that's your game. That's your game. No, Pike out the one. If you, no, no, sorry, Pike out yeah, the slow pie, one. Pike out? Yeah, no, no, no back, Baccarat cam. Baccarat's like an evil blackjack. You don't do anything. Like, there's no, there's no thinking involved. 
It's it's crazy. It's like basically it's it's like crack, man. The dealer just keeps dealing, and basically you just bet. He deals like two deals of cards to himself. You know, and yeah. you're not even getting cards. Like he, so he puts a card down. He puts another card down. He puts a card down. He puts a card down. And there's this like cute looking panda. That's the player. And there's like this evil looking dragon breathing fire. He's the banker. <laughs> the fire you put your money on the dragon or the panda. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm getting games. Yeah, I'm getting games uh, confused there. You're right. It's a pie gal because I remember it's one game. You're just like basically they, they you just push and push and push all day. Yeah, it's that's great when you're in Vegas. You're great in yeah, Vegas. No, that's the one you, you're getting three drinks. drinks. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you want the slow, like if you're like, all right, I'm in the casino. Things aren't going great, but I want to hang out at the tables here and have some fun. Pie gal, but it's frustrating. Like. I told it's you like there you, was a black, yeah. There was a blackjack in San Jose, Gabe, where the player becomes the be- like you can become the dealer. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen when I was covering the Sharks. I, I've never seen any type of blackjack like that. Players can go before the deal. Okay, I'm going to be dealer and stuff. It was like they switched it up. It was I've never seen that in a casino. I've been to a lot of casinos. I've never seen where a player could be the dealer. And it was it was blackjack, you know, like not another game. It was weird, crazy. You stuff. know what, a lady, a lady in the stratosphere. I was playing. I was playing Pike out with Johnny Licker one night. And because uh, he told me the same thing. He was the one that taught me that. He was like, listen, because I was, I was crazy, dude. I like war and stuff. You know what I mean? I used to walk in oh. the casino, put 200 bucks on. Let's just go draw a card. Casino war. Let's go. Draw, yeah, draw a card. Let's go. You know what I mean? High, low. Casino war is fun, oh, yeah. actually. It's a lot. So I remember, like, Johnny's like, you're insane. That's, like, the worst game to play in a casino. I said, no, it's quick, it's fast, it's like, I like it. And uh, at the Strat, they have the sexy dealers doing the war, right? They they only had it on, like, Fridays and Saturdays. And, dude, I used to crush it. Like, I used to get kicked off the table. They'd shut the table down and stuff. Because it's just, you're either hot or you're not. It's one of those deals where sometimes I'd win, like, seven times in a row, right? And it's like, they get pissed off, man. The Strat used to get mad. About a low. When you won, oh, I, I hate that casino. I've never lost yeah. more money. You were you were there the night that I was like that was probably like the worst gambling problem like I've ever had in my life. Like, I remember <laughs> I lost every cent we made from our gig in like ten minutes. I couldn't win a hand. I went to the booth. I maxed out my Visa card. I got a loan. Like, I don't know what I did that night, but I was just so angry. And the they they wouldn't even give us a buffet. I'm out like six grand. I'm like, like I remember that two hour stint at the end of the night. I'm like, I just really. Screw, like Me I messed too. up my I've life. Had, like I don't know what I've I had. Did my worst. I, I was like, I had crying. my worst Vegas experience at the Strat too. I, I hate was that place. You. I'll never go back. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you remember, like we got drunk on the plane, and I remember checking into the Strat at like eleven in the morning, twelve, and they're like, "Oh, you can't get into your room until three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I lost my cards. money. I lost my money. I know. We lost for like the weekend. Everything. Yeah, no, I lost like fifteen hundred bucks. Like I was all drunk. I was like, well, I can't lose again. I'm like, hey, I maxed out some credit cards. bucks before I even like, checked in. My I room. remember you were there and the thing, and you found me at the other bar, like crying. Like I went to another <laughs> bar to have a drink, and I go, what the hell did I just do? Like I, I after I figured out, I'm like, I really messed up. Like I got to work free for like the next five months. Like I'm like, I really screwed up, bro. And I'll tell you something too. When at the Golden Nugget, when they bring in the sexy dealers, I know it's nice to chat with them. Don't do it. Hang out with the big fat guy from like Iowa or whatever. He'll crack a couple jokes. Well, and I've things people about things that. always go better when you ha- I deal with senior citizens dealing or, or like oh, happy jokes. Yeah, of course it is. Doesn't know what she's no. doing. She's the smart. Yeah. You think they're putting yeah. chicks 
You think they're putting a the dealer on the floor on a Friday or Saturday night in Vegas and she doesn't know what she's doing? Want to know what it is, exactly. they, they It's psychological. Like, well, she's you wearing know, a you bikini. Be, yeah. She's got a big uh, yeah. rack. There's no way she's she's on top of the car. You also do a lot of dumber things. You do dumber things. You double down harder. You do, oh, I don't want to see her as cheap. Like You know what I mean? You want to be like, hey, look at me. I know how to play. Oh, yeah. No, it's Planet all psychological. Hollywood? Just like the chip. Planet I know Hollywood. Yeah, fast pocket Mike stays there. Oh, I know. He's, my fast that pocket Mike stays nuts. there. Yeah, like they does. have the hot, hot, hot deal. Like they're like like Playboy models, yeah, like dealing you cards. But the thing <laughs> is, they double down on it, dude. They uh, have like chicks dancing behind every blackjack table. Oh, I know. So like, there's these asses in your face on top of it. It's a, it's a so. Trap. Yeah, so when you're playing, you're not really following the other cards, Cam. You can't no. help it. No, you're sitting not. there, so you do your card, and then you just look up. And you're like, oh, my God, man. Look at this ass in front of me. And then she's like, yeah, you're hit. You know what I mean? You're like, huh, what? Like, it's like you get taken out of your element. Like, it's really, like I said, right. like, I used to stay away from that. The strat was different because it was kind of weird. It was in the back corner, and it was kind of a loose atmosphere back there. But, uh, like, a lot of those casinos, like you said, on, on Fremont, the Golden Nugget, uh, there's the other one, Binion's is Gold- big with the, the hot dealers. They'll, they'll Golden, bring you down where it started? It actually started at the Golden Gate. Remember when me yeah, and Lisa exactly. had a fight? Remember when he, we had an argument? She got all wasted and pulled me off, and I had to get a hotel there the other night with the prison showers where the tiles were all broken? That's where I discovered, like, the hot dealing stuff going on there. Yeah, there's there's chicks dancing in the background like a strip club, and then the girl is in bikinis deal, dealing your cards. It's, like, crazy. I, that's the only casino I've ever won with, like, the super sex pit. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was all business on that trip. Like, I needed the money, and I was focused. But most of the time, you get liquored up, those girls will delete you alive, Gabe. <laughs> Want to take some calls, buddy, or what? Uh, we got yeah, a few guys on the line, or Dude, what do we, we got here? Clam chowder? Got cl- clam chowder. Clam chowder. Ooh, nice, nice. Oh, we do actually have some guys on hold here. All yeah, right. we do. Apology, we got Tom so. and Riggs. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. We have casino stories. We get sidetracked. Yeah. And you know what? I thought of you, Tom, actually, in Long Island, because I bet that game on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, and the crazy took, game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a hell of a game. I took. I didn't see it. I was in a bar in Vancouver, UFC and everything, but I saw it. I was like, oh, man. Uh, I forgot St. John's playing against uh, Seton Hall. I took Seton Hall on the money line. <laughs> and, yeah, and they hit a game all night they were losing. <laughs> yeah, all night they were losing. I'm like, son of a bitch, man. St. John's are for real, man. Plus three and a half. And they, they, hit the, yeah, they hit the shot at the end. We got the money line. But St. John's did cover the number. All right, we apologize for those of you on hold. Let's go to uh, Clam Chowder uh, right now, who's going to be uh, with us Friday night uh, at the uh, Sports Rage Anniversary Bash, uh, just like Cam Stewart is. What's going on, Chowder? Hey, how we doing? How we doing, New York City? Hey, meow, 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 with the next kitchen in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope you had a good stay in Utica prison. How we doing, guys? <laughs> Pretty good, Happy Clem, New Chowder. Year, by the way. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to you, Chowder. Happy New Year, Chowder. <laughs> so uh, so uh, Yang gave you the address, right, for the studio. Uh, yeah, I, need yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. I need that. Yeah, I need that address. Yeah, too. listen, it's right. I, I, I'm gonna you walk just got to get the Penn stations. No, no, you're not walking through Central Park, Chatter. Central Park's nowhere near the station. Oh. Like, this isn't, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not walking yeah, through yeah. Central Park. Penn Station. Penn Station. Penn Station, Chowder. Penn Station. All right? Penn it's very, very station. simple. Yes, it's Sons like the main Pisa, train yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. Penn Station. Right in right Penn Station's right where Madison Square Garden is, and the studio is right across the street, like a block over from Penn Station. Right, so 
you can find Penn Station and just sort of ask around, and you know you can you can find your way to the hotel where the studio is at. Ten four. And the, the, stu- <laughs> the, the studio is on the fifth floor, Chowder. The fifth floor. So when you get to the lobby, you just tell them, "Listen, I just I want to go to the TV studio on the fifth floor." Yeah, fifth floor. A big yeah, high five. Yeah, yeah, but don't be going for any walks through Central Park. Yeah, no Central Park. That's very far away. Penn Station area? That's where you got to head, Chowder. Stay in that vicinity. Central Park's like 30 blocks, Chowder, from our studio. That's a a long time, man. That's a lot of of money. A lot of cash. All right. uh, Ubers. So at least least you have the address now, Chowder. Uh, I'll send you an email, too. You shut your Twitter down, Chowder. Yeah, yeah, I told you it's for real. Yeah, I know, but you should have waited until after. After the show, yeah. yeah. We got to get a hold of you. Yeah, and I started just following you, Chowder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yang started following you. You got to open it back up for a few days there, Chowder. Then you close shop. Nah, 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 man. The narcotic drug, man. I, I'm too addicted, man. I got to stay off. I got to stay off. You got to stay off of Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, it's very addictive. Very addictive. Not for me. Yeah, no, I know. Most I know, other I people. I, I guess. Yeah, I know. I like I said, I'm just, I'm just concerned, Chowder. Like, uh, you should email me your number or get your cousin to send it to me That's on That's a good point, Gabe. You need, we you don't need want you getting plans. lost. Yes. Great yeah, idea. Yeah, like, Great idea. Like, like um, now listen, Chowder. There, I think there is a bus right from the airport that goes to Penn Station, though, all right? So there is a bus uh, that uh, that's probably probably takes like an hour and a half, but... Um, there is a bus that goes to Penn Station from uh, from from the airport, LaGuardia, I believe. Yeah, LaGuardia, not Kennedy. Yeah, LaGuardia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kennedy, they <laughs> shot down. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah, I yeah. said LaGuardia. Yeah, I was going to go to Newark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newark, yeah. Gabe, it's funny. It's I looked at Newark. Down, but yeah. Newark, Newark and LaGuardia are like exactly the same length. It's crazy. Like the, I was thinking one over the other. It doesn't really matter, right? So... Uh, Newark's usually that. a little bit more expensive. Oh, okay. It's, actually, it's, it's easier. It's easier to get. Uh, well, what are you doing? You're doing Porter. Well, we'll figure that out after anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm flying. What now, airline right, are you right. flying? Uh, I think uh, United from Pearson, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing Porter. We're not doing the quick okay. one. Yeah, no, we're going through Pearson. Yeah, we're doing yeah, it old yeah. school. All right. Cheap. But we look forward to seeing you, Chatter and Cam. Cam's going to be here even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here, same here, and yeah, uh, like I said, uh, yeah. Get ready, your Sharpie. Uh, yeah. Once I uh, enter in New York City, I'm hiding my bag with the rodents and stressing my stuff. Remember the old saying, keep on trucking? Well, keep on strutting. You're going to be strutting through New York City. Keep on strutting. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have Woo! the Elmo. I'm gonna have the Elmos, the Cookie Monsters, and uh, yeah, Oscar, uh, yeah, the the trash can <laughs> coming after me. Yeah, we're gonna keep you away from Times Square. I don't want you getting yeah. stabbed by Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm looking forward. I'm uh. hey. <laughs> a- any chance of getting on game? Game time decision. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get yeah, you. Uh, sure. we're gonna get you on, Chowder, of course. 
All right, all right. We hey, told you. We'll get you on the show in the morning. If, if you get there on time before 12, we'll put you on. Uh, we'll get you on morning the morning show. show. Nice, nice, show. nice. All right, so I'm going to put the uh, clam juice, clam juice, and I'm going to fire away to make it as early as possible. Penn State, fifth floor, 218 West 35th Street. Yeah, we'll see you. Well, we'll see you Friday. We'll see you Friday, Chowder. Okay, I'll see. Cl- I'll see Marvelous Gabriel Morenci. Hey, uh, uh, hey, uh, Gabe, uh, say hi to Marvelous Gabriel Morenci and Whitten the Chicken. Have a good time in Utica until I get there Friday night. Take care, everybody. Later, Chowder. Good stuff, Clap Chowder. See you. See you. Feel the passion. We'll see you. Safe travels, Chowder. Same Safe travel. travel. Yeah, yeah, Same. yeah, yeah. Call. Remember, you remember to Penn call. Station, call the Penn station. station. Yep. Call the station Friday morning if you have a problem with the same number, Chowder, right? Okay, cool, cool. Have a good one, Gabe. All Later, right, buddy. Uh, clap, Chowder. All right, hang in there, uh, Riggs. And uh, Tom, we'll get to you guys on the other side. We're going to get to Lou Gamblu as well. But uh, we'll get to the calls before we get to Lou. Game time decision continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions continues. Ready for Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Moranzi. As you heard on the promo, I nailed, uh, we nailed it as close as possible. We said Alabama would win by uh, 10 points. They won by 11 yeah. points. The question is, how it was many a good points one. will they win by uh, Monday? Or will they win? Can Clemson beat them outright? Uh, the line's telling you, dude. Down. Line's telling you that uh, Clemson might be the way to go, but Alabama's in one of my, uh, I also teased it. I have a couple teasers with Alabama to plus one with Texas that hit the first leg. So, uh, I don't know. I might take Clemson and try for a middle job. If that line gets to six, I buy it to seven. Hopefully it's within a touchdown. Bob's your uncle. That game's going to be it's on Monday, weird, too. It's a weird matchup in the sense of it's, it's, like a, it's like a fight where... It's like two dudes that are always just like way outclass their opponent, right? And they're, now they're fighting someone on their own skill level. So it'll be interesting to see how they both react. Yet you got to believe that Alabama's skill level is just a little bit uh, more. I agree. A little bit, I agree. little bit deeper uh, than than Clemson. I trust two- Clemson are dangerous. All right, they are so- dangerous. Game. I trust. I trust two a little bit more too than Lawrence. It's going to be a big stage for him. A big, big upgrade. We'll see. All right. Um, so um, let's just squeeze in these phone calls. We're going to get to Lou. Yeah. Uh, Lou from Gamblu.com. Uh, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Tom from Long Island. We'll get to our boy Riggs. Tom, Long Island. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Happy New Year to you guys. Always a pleasure, Happy Tom. New Year, Happy Tom. New Year, buddy. 
Hey, your so, St. John's uh, covered the number the other night at least. They didn't win, they but did. it covered the number. They did. You know what? They were down by, I think, 12. I hedged. I, I did seen hole plus five and a half. Um, so I broke oh, even. Oh, you know. But listen, I don't know if you guys seen that last play. I know the Big East just came out yesterday and said, listen, we, we apologize. The referee made a mistake, but we couldn't correct the, the call. St. John should have won that game. Did, did you see what happened? No, no, I didn't. I was in a bar. No. I was watching it online. I didn't see the game online. I was just tracking yeah. the score. So I saw the Real buzzer quick, at Saint, the end. I was like, oh. Yeah, St. Yeah, John's up by one. Seen Hall inbounding the ball. They throw it in. St. John steals the ball. And the ref says, hey, they knocked it out of bounds. And the replay shows no, the ball did not go out of bounds at all. And St. John's was going up for the for an easy layup. So, the the the, re, the the replay show that the ball never went out of bounds, but supposedly it's a, it's an unreversible call. But I'm happy St. Yeah. John last night. You know they brought in Marquette and they blew him out by 20. And Smoke I was at the game at Carneseca, and that place was bumping. People were pissed off, and I'm I'm excited about these Johnnies. I just went to AC today just to place a little futures bet on them to win the NCAA, just because I'm a long shot type of guy. <laughs> yeah, I like good stuff. What'd you get them at? Hey, there's what'd you get them at, Tom? Right now, St. John's to win the NCAA at Golden Nugget is plus twelve fifteen. Oh, wow, I'm surprised you wouldn't. I'm surprised it's so low. Low? Wow. That's low. Twelve, twelve fifteen. Wow. Huh, 12, 12 to 1 and change? Yeah, I, I would have probably started start, game. What do you say? 25 to 1, maybe. You know, 30. Yeah, I thought, I thought uh, it would be yeah. 30, 30 or so. That's you know, home, they know they're going to get some hometown action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Regional action. Regional hey, we got some big college basketball tonight, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle on a couple of these games. Um, yeah, Texas are at K State. I think uh, K State's in a good spot on their home court here tonight. And uh, the other uh, Kansas team, the Jayhawks. Unbelievable, man. These guys, what, 14 consecutive? I think they're gunning for their 15 consecutive Big 12 title. And the Big 12 is the best college basketball conference in the country. So it's just amazing what, they, what they've accomplished. Hosting Oklahoma tonight. I don't really want to lay the eight and a half points, but I, I, I think the total's doable. I think it's like 151 right now, or at least it was a couple hours ago, 151. So I'm looking at some Big 12 ball tonight, guys. I'm looking to pull the trigger on Kansas State at home. It's like minus one, one and a half against Texas right now. Texas aren't a great road team, and uh, and the Kansas Jayhawks in Oklahoma to get over a buck fifty-one or so. That's uh, two of the games I'm looking at so far. Do you guys think uh, Steve Hall Xavier line's a little weird? Xavier minus three and a half home tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's actually interesting. I was actually looking at Seton Hall. What do you think, Tom? I, I'm actually going to take Seton Hall as well. Um, you know, as a St. John's fan, it kills me to, to be taking the Pirates, but <laughs> I think that line's a little weird right now. It is. Yeah, it feels like one of those like, bait lines. Xavier yeah, aren't great tough. at nine and five. We got to keep it rolling. We're gonna get back to the college ball, but Xavier are seven yeah. and one on their home court. Thanks for the call, Tom. Happy New Year, bro. All right, we'll squeeze Happy Riggs in, and then uh, we'll Riggs. get to Lou. Lou. Gamblue. Hey, what's what's up, Happy Riggs? New Year, Riggs. Not much. How are you? Happy New Year. What's on Just your got mind? Back from FanDuel, had a great weekend. Nice, good stuff. So, what do what do you take it tonight, Riggs? I am on Iowa State and Texas Tech. I, that's what I went and got earlier. Iowa State and Iowa Texas State. Tech. Let's take a look here. Iowa State. Iowa State. It's Big Twelve night tonight. Yeah, uh, Big Twelve. Uh, Iowa State uh, minus four uh, on the road against Oklahoma State. Yeah, and then uh, Texas Tech. Where we get Texas? Tech? So they're both they're both getting four and a half points. 
plus plus four. Yeah, plus they're both laying. Half. They're both yeah. The ones laying four, ones laying four and a half. Interesting. Yeah, they're both getting. Iowa State's plus no, four. Given, and, given. Uh, no, they're giving, Gabe. The Texas Tech's minus four and a half, and uh, Iowa oh, State Virginia, is minus four. Me. Yes, okay. Yeah. Oh, road favorites you're laying. Where you're laying? Yeah, the this guy's a, he's right. road. He's a road dog tonight. <laughs> road dog <laughs> race. Wow, wow. pretty ballsy. Yeah, it's big balls. Hey, yep. Cam, you're flying in Friday. If you need, if you need a lift, let me know. Oh, thanks, Riggs. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, I just got to confirm with my lady tonight. We're flying into Laguardia. We should be there in the afternoon, uh, just in time to do game time decisions with Marenzi, and then we'll hit that uh, bar in Hoboken to rip it up. Did you rent out the bar, Marenzi, or is it just uh, you just said no, hey, no. people coming over? No, no, I don't need to rent it out. Michelle Serpico, uh, Michelle. Oh, she Michelle, works uh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice, she knows the owners. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, so. Good, good work. Man. No, good work. There's no, going to be other bar. people You're, there. There'll be other people. It's there. not like it's private for us or anything, but they're going to give us a good table, good corner, wherever we need to set nice. up. You know what I mean? Sounds amazing. I'll be there. Look forward to it, Riggs. Yeah, All right, we got to get to Lou. I know you've been busy. Have a good one, Riggs. Thanks, Riggs. All right, guys. Uh, all right, my apologies. I was confused about the picks there and who was who was laying. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's laying two two uh, road favorites, not the uh, yeah, two, 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 two road favorites. All right, let's bring in uh, Lou right now. Gamblue dot com. Lou, always a pleasure. Happy New Year, Lou. Happy New Year, Lou. Happy New Year, gentlemen. I'm uh, fresh from my stint with Gabriel a few nights ago, and I will apologize. I think Uncle Louie turned the corner on that. Uh, on that episode and uh but be that as it may i want to hit you with a couple of things first of all that was really great to listen i'm glad you guys take callers from there here's one thing i've thought for a long time the east coast gets snowed in with winter and I, by east coast i mean chicago jersey new york toronto anywhere there's winter and you can't go out and do much the handicappers on the East Coast that do basketball are so goddamn good, man. I, I just got to love it. Listen to those guys talk. Uh, that's just really great. The one thing I will say is this. You got to shop your lines. Uh, the, uh, the, the young gentleman, Tom, uh, took uh, St. John's, and, and he made good points. He's a St. John's fan. I just took St. John's at 100 to 1. A hundred to one. And he's getting twelve to one. Hundred oh to God. one. Holy jeez! You got to misread. You got to shop. Did we misread? Maybe he got a hundred twenty to one. Yeah, when he, he said, said plus plus twelve fifty. He said twelve. Yeah, but that's that's twelve But I I can't believe that exactly. Maybe it's a hundred twenty. No, it is. It might be a hundred. It might be a hundred and twenty-one point five to one or something like that, Marenzi. Because it can't be twelve hey, Tom, to one. Hey Tom, if you're out there, come back and tell Yang right now. No, I'm gonna go find futures right now. I'm going to find some futures right now. Let's yeah, I know. The book of yeah, ho- right hopefully, hopefully he got 121, plus, you know, 121 to 1. Uh, but yeah, because that's say what this, I was going to say. Talk- at, at 12 to 1, yeah, St. John's are good, but they're not that they're good. They're not right? that good. Uh, no, a little not. bit of, yeah. At 100 to 1, I pushed the button real quick, guys. I can tell you that right now. And I will say this. We talk in Vegas all the time about um, – you know, the favor by which, whether it's Biloxi, Mississippi, or it's going to be Illinois when they get it, or Jersey, that now that you have it, or New Hampshire or West Virginia, you got to watch what they do to the locals. It's hard to be a local fan and go to New York and bet a New York team. You're better off getting in touch with somebody in Vegas and getting you a number there. And, and I've been doing that for 30 years since I've been in college with bookmakers 
uh, throughout the country. Uh, and of course, not exchanging real money, just, just valid opinions, of course. But I think you, you really got to shop. I mean, you know, if you're in New York and you, and you got a, a, a giant game against, let's say it's the Saints. Well, if you like the Giants, you got to get a bookie down in New Orleans to book that bet for you. Consequently, if you like New Orleans, you want to bet it with the New York bookie. You got to take advantage yep. of every one or two or three of those points you can. Okay, Gabe, I got an updated uh, Vegas uh, from Vegas Insider, St. John, 66 to 1. So Lou got a good number. 66 to 66. 1. 66. Yeah, yeah it's funny because right now and let's I'm just hope FanDuel. I'm looking here right now, too, over the FanDuel book. So, yeah, you know, one thing I was surprised by, Lou, though, uh, this year is, listen, New Yorkers are pretty negative people. I hear what you're saying. Like, the, the local markets and local bookies will obviously always, they're always going to, um, you know, they're, they're going to juice their numbers. But um, it, it surprised me because there's so much negativity around the Giants. You, People were betting on the visiting team, actually, often. <laughs> like, it actually be steam and money on the Giants' opponent because people are like the Giants blow, and they're kind of sharp betters here, like you stated, Lou. And it's a good point that you raise. You know, people on the West Coast, man, there's a lot of like a lot of options, right? You know, go for a walk, go to the beach. Uh, you know, there's just, there's so much to do outdoors uh, that there isn't that option too. You're exactly right, Lou. I mean, look, I'm on the air all the, all day, but even when I wasn't, I remember. In my younger days, you're right, man. It'd be snowing like crazy outside, and I wouldn't care, man. I'd just be capping all day, right? You watch all the games because you're not going out, and you really, you know, you really are on top of it a lot because it's a good point. You're sort of you're you're snowed in. Now it's not there's not really a lot of snow anymore, but you, you, I get your point though. Like it's cold, and it's not the same, yep. right? People in San Diego, oh yeah, like, no, I... like for me, it's like all right, I might go for I could walk over to Hoboken. It's like ten minutes. But it's windy. It's cold. So it's like, yeah, do I really want to I also, walk around for the next half an hour outside, like going to get a pizza, or am I just going to yep. call and, and order? If I was in San Diego, I'd be like, man, I'm walking down the street to go pick up whatever the hell I want to get. I'd want to get sun and get out there and see the hot chicks on the street and stuff. You got a good point. You know what it is, too? Well, not I'm only there, that. Sorry, Lou, continue. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll just tell you no, my Vegas you story for care. golf futures. Go. I was going to say, Gabe, when I went to Vegas for golf futures, I was getting guys like a Brent Snedeker. Remember when he almost won like the Masters? It was 200, 275 to 1, and other books he was at 100. The one thing I noticed they do in West Coast Vegas books is if everyone goes Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods on something, all the other guys that you like as underdogs, they'll increase it. They're not afraid to put up a crazy number either. Like when I was playing those um, – with Will Hill, Gabe, when I played those golf futures, they had good guys listed at like 250 to 1, 300 to 1, like crazy stuff. And you should see them in the horse racing before the Kentucky Derby. They're not afraid of anything. That's the one thing I find a lot of local books, they'll diminish because if some guy, if they get clipped like a crazy story, like Greece winning a soccer tournament, they get pummeled. But these other places, they're not afraid to give you crazy, crazy numbers to induce action. Yeah, that's called that's called a good shop, uh, Cam. Yeah, exactly. Any good shop when when they take money on one chalk and they add to dog numbers on the other. And and case in point this weekend, what I'm saying. Let's just take Baltimore and the Chargers, okay? Vegas is gonna get. First of all, everybody's getting buried on the Chargers, but Vegas is gonna get slam dunked on the Chargers. Why? Because California, L.A., and San Diego is right next to Las Vegas. And what's going to happen up into the books in New York? 
they're going to get more Baltimore money. So if you're going to bet L.A., you want to bet it up in New York, where the favors, where the where the Baltimore flavor is going to be. And if you want Baltimore, come to Vegas and get the three. You, every half point in these playoff games means something. And now that we're going to have regional gaming, you're going to be able to manipulate the system like that legally. Uh, looking at the numbers now, there's been a lot of live movement uh, in these playoff games, and almost all of it on the dog. And it's funny, Lou, I'm looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook and I'm looking at other books online uh, right now. Um, the Texans are minus one right now. Uh, this is in New York. The Texans are minus one. Uh, the Cowboys are now minus one only. Uh, Baltimore Ravens minus two and a half on the East Coast. And surprisingly, because Philadelphia is sort of a regional team, uh, they're getting an even six right now against the yep. Chicago Bears. And, you know, we, we talked, we, you and I casually talked about this game, Lou, the other night, uh, Philadelphia and Chicago, Cam. And you got Nick Foles right now who, you know, has won three straight football games, uh, won three games last year in the playoffs as well, including the Super Bowl, most valuable player. You know, is Nick Foles, you know, Aaron Rodgers at the Combine? No. But there's something special about Nick Foles, Cam, and this, and the chemistry that he has with Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz and everybody and the confidence that they have in him. Philadelphia's a dangerous team getting six points. Now, Chicago are a really, really good team. Yeah, uh, but it's the first time in the playoffs in a long time. Oftentimes, these upstart teams, they sort of lose that first time back in the playoffs. And then it's a learning process to, to move forward i'm not really in a hurry to jump in front of the bears but the eagles getting six to me is pretty intriguing i think it's a lot of points it, it is a lot of points but i'm going to say gabe i think philadelphia is going to be the one the most popular play because of the six points and to, to uncle louis uh teaser I don't think time, people believe in them yeah I, I i actually think the bears that's all I'm, I'm gonna i hate i i don't like i like to take almost blindly bet dogs in the playoffs but I'm going to do a teaser to the Bears and get the Chargers. On my book, the Chargers are three. So I get the Chargers at plus 10 with the Bears at uh, plus one. Like, I, I just I, I just don't believe Baltimore can blow these guys out, Gabe. But I believe in the Bears. I believe in that defense. And I like Nick Foles, but I think they get to him. I think he's going to be overwhelmed. All right, we'll get Lou's thoughts on the other side of our uh, rapid-fire commercial break. Yeah. They're fast, trust me. Very fast. <laughs> yeah. Lightning, lightning speed. Yeah, a lot of hosts said, oh, we'll be right back after these quick messages. But, you know, yeah, we don't have time for a leak. No, they're very Yeah, fast. you don't even have time to go to the bathroom, people. We're going to be right back <laughs> with some NFL picks. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
Overtime Decision, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, brought to you in part by MyBookie.ag. Cam, why do you let everyone know? You got a game at the game, got a gut feeling, no problem. You can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another game-winning bet. Head over to MyBookie.ag and open up an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. That's right, baby, a dime, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Back to you, Marenzi. That's a good uh, That's a good promo, $1,000. That's, that's a, a hell of a promo. promo. Yeah, actually, I got an account with them, Lou. I put in a hundred, and I, I put in a hundred, and I got uh, built it up to five hundred with the bowl season. So, hence my trip to New York. Yeah, Cam, uh, Cam's coming down for our anniversary show uh, this week, uh, this Friday night, uh, Lou. So uh, we weren't expecting that. We're going to take him uh, for a tour out uh, New York a little bit, go out to the sports book and the racetrack. Yeah, and uh, Cam will be uh, with uh, with his better half as well. So yes. I'm sure, you know, you'll go out with her a bit. Atlantic yeah, City is like three hours away, right? So, I told her it's not happening. We'll do that on another Yeah, time. it's a little, yeah, it's it's a little out for a short there. Trip. It's not, We're only yeah, it's not like Monday, it's like, oh, an hour and a half or something. No, no, it's, I can't do a day trip there. So anyway, yeah, Gabe, it's going to be good, though. We're going to uh, stay all the way till actually, I think we leave Tuesday morning, Gabe, so we can go watch that Clemson-Alabama game, too, before I say sayonara. Great weekend we got planned. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a good time, and uh, like I said, Cam's a big. Uh, you're a big race guy, so you're gonna like the uh, you like the Meadowlands. I like the Meadowlands. Uh, I, down. I know some of the the drivers there, Gabe. Not jockeys, drivers with the standard bread. So I'll uh, get brushed up on my Meadowlands racing before I come down there. <laughs> Win some dough. Yeah, I always see them. Uh, I see them jogging on the track before uh, before they race. Yeah. Work uh, trying to make weight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Lou from Gamblue.com uh, with us, who Lou happens to be. Lou happens to be a Chicago Bear fan, but Lou is also a very smart man. It's about money more than fandom when it comes to betting on sports. But we were just talking about this game, Lou. So up to six points right now. Uh, you know, Nick Foles uh, got banged up, uh, banged up his ribs uh, in that in the last game of the year last week against against the Skins. Uh, but he's going to be good to go, and it's hard not to. I mean, you look at Nick Foles, and you, you got to say, would they be here right now if Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback? And I'm not so sure they would be. Like I don't know. There's something. There's something about Nick Foles that the offense runs better than it does with Carson Wentz. Wentz sort of locks in on Zach Ertz, and and That's doesn't true. spread spray the ball around. Nick Foles just throws to whoever's open. And it just seems to make them more of a dangerous team. And it's weird because it's not like Carson Wentz sucks or anything. I mean, Carson, a lot of teams would kill to have Carson Wentz on their team. But the Philadelphia, you know, they're a pretty dangerous team. Defending Super Bowl champions, getting six points. What's your take on this game, Lou? First of all, I want to qualify myself by disclosing that this is probably the game that I have the least amount of, of feel uh, with, to be honest with you. Uh, I go back and forth. You know, Philly is 4-4 four and four against the spread on the road. Okay, so they're mediocre on the road. And Chicago, 7-1 uh, against the spread at home. And they're a dynamically strong uh, home team. And, and to me, 
uh, it's gonna. This is this game is gonna come down to when I look at the Philly defense, 14th against the rush, 20th against the pass. I don't think Chicago's gonna be able to expose the back end of the Philly D because of Trubisky, but I think Chicago's gonna be able to run on that defense, even though Philly may kind of stack the box. More importantly, I got no idea where that 26th-ranked Philadelphia rush game is going to have any success at all. And if they can't run the ball with whoever of the three or four backs they've been trying to put back there the last eight games, then they're going to be in a situation where I don't think that Steve Young or Joe Montana could be a one-dog show against that Chicago defense in Chicago, let alone Nick Foles. So uh, I really think that this this game, to me, has the propensity of a complete and total levy break. And and I like Chicago, but I'm I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit afraid of of giving six points. But gun to my head, uh, I I think Chicago has the chance to blow the doors off Philly here. And Cam, you feel uh, you feel that you I like do. the Bears too in this I, game? I do. I really like the Bears. I think I think this is a timeline. I know Philadelphia comes in there, Super Bowl champs, but I, I still believe in Trubisky. I believe in that young team. I like the way Howard's been, Gabe. At the end of the year, it was more about Cohen. He's getting more confidence. I think that and that defense is going to give Nick full full fits. They're going to come up with packages. He's not very fleet of foot. I I do admit though, you're absolutely correct, Gabe. Him and Alshon Jeffrey have a relationship because uh, Wentz didn't spread it around. He's doing a better better job. But that Bears defense is too quick, too dynamic. I think he's going to get hammered all day long. I think the Bears win the game by like 13 to 16 points. I think they'll be in all teasers, Gabe. And uh, Lou, you mentioned the you way, think the uh, West Coast. Go ahead, Lou. I was just going to add. Uh, if I do have an opinion on that game, I, I do have a relatively strong opinion that I tend to agree with Cam, and when he says the Bears by 13 or 16 points, then I see it as 19-3, 16 to 6, uh, you know, 21 to, to 7. I really like, I like the under because I don't know where Philly's getting points in this game. And uh, you look at the total uh, right now, 41 points, and even 41 uh, is the total. We'll check in on the weather, and uh, don't miss on Friday Michelle Serpico's uh, weather report. Hey, uh, usually, yeah, usually breaks the internet. Chicago uh, weather. I was gonna say I'll tune I'll tune into that, but I can tell you right now that uh, the wind factor looks like it's about nine or ten miles an hour, which is not enough to concern us yet. Baltimore is going to have a little bit more degrees earlier in the day. 40, 43 it, degrees, 12-mile-an-hour winds. It's not, not that cold. Know, it, no, no it's, it's not that cold. It, re- it really isn't. No, it isn't the cold that affects the total. It's the wind. The wind, the wind will the affect wind. the total, not yeah, the cold. Yeah, 12 miles Correct. an hour. 12, that's yeah. not much, though, 12 miles an hour. Nah. Off the lake in Chicago in Soldier Field, that's going to gust to be 20 miles an hour. I'm telling you that. I, I, I know that stadium, and it sits right by the lake. Uh, 12 miles an hour, I, I, I love to see. Anything 12 miles an hour or above, I absolutely consider as a factor if I'm looking at the totals. And other people may say it should be 15. Whatever, you know, everybody has their own thing. Here's another tip I'm going to give to the to the listeners. Okay, 
during the NFL season this year, if you just pick a winner, you're going to be right 82.6% of the time. So what am I saying? And that is only 17% of the time is the spread coming in to the results of a football game. Okay. When you get to the playoffs, when you get to the playoffs, pick the winner becomes more astringent. And when you get to wild card weekend, it's 89%. So I would caution everybody to do this because here's what I'm doing. Forget about the point spreads. Pick the winner of the game and you're going to win. Pick the winner of the game and you're going to win. And I got three winners for you guys. I like it, Lou. Well, bring them on, Lou. And I, yes, I will that- say this. You're right, Lou. As far as the Super Bowl is concerned, look, I think, what, there's been 52. I guess I think this year is Super Bowl 53. So there's been 52 Super Bowls. You know, Lou, as you stated, I believe the point spread has only come to play six times. So I think it's 46 and six. Just pick the winner. Pick the winner. 46. Look, look at winner. last year. Philadelphia Eagles were four and a half point underdogs. They won a game outright. The year before that, the Denver Broncos were six point underdogs against, uh, against Carolina. Yep. Yeah, that would right. happen. They won the game outright. You know what I mean? Like, go down the list. It's amazing in the Super Bowl. It's like 45 and 7, 46 and 6. It really is that, that strong of an angle that the point spread is irrelevant uh, in the Super Bowl. But, uh, Lou, we're excited about the three winners. Well, let's start with Indy and Houston. Uh, and let me just say this a blanket statement. I'm an old son of a gun, I'm an old saddle, worn and sore. Okay, and traditionally to me, wild card weekend, wild card weekend is when is where home teams go to route the the visiting team. So I got that in one side of, of a compartment in my brain, and then on the other side of the compartment of my brain, I look at these point spreads on this game, and I see Houston opens at two and a half or three; they're down to one and a half. I see Dallas opens up at two and a half or three. They're down to one and a half or one. Baltimore hasn't moved, and Chicago's six, open six, it's five and a half. Here's the greatest warning I can give you. When the public starts to jump on underdogs, be wary. But when the public starts to jump on underdogs in wild card weekend, be scared. And consequently, I don't know. I, I do like Indianapolis as a very balanced, capable team, but Houston's getting totally disrespected. Let's be nice and quiet until that game kicks off and we can get Houston at plus 100 or maybe a minus 110 on the money line. Again, uh, this is another home-away dichotomy where Houston is pretty damn good at home and Indy's been tepid on the road though they've been hot lately. Next game, we're going to go to Seattle and Dallas. And everybody's intoxicated with uh, the quarterback for Seattle, Russell Wilson, and they should be because the guy's simply one of the best uh, to ever do it, I think. But he's all they got. And, yeah, everybody wants to rant and rave about that Seattle run game, but let's look at some of the defenses they've played. And the Dallas defense far exceeds anything they've seen, I think, all year uh, long. Uh, The Seattle uh, rushing game is ranked eighth against the uh, third-ranked rushing defense for Dallas. And I think if 
you can make Seattle a semi-one-dimensional team, uh, they're not going to be as successful. They've been beating everybody up with that run game, and Dallas is going to stop that run game. Again, Dallas opens up two and a half or three, and by game time, you're probably going to be able to get them close to a pick em. So, I'm again, I'm on the home team there. And then last but not least, the best one of the bunch to me is Baltimore, and I'm going to lay the two and a half at home without any reservation whatsoever. This is a bad spot for the Chargers. They, these two teams saw each other one time when the spot was bad for Baltimore. Dry, happened to fly all the way across the country on a short week against a Charger team that had 10 days off after beating Kansas City and arriving into that game with a lot of confidence. And, and Baltimore went in there with a good defense and played football. I like Harbaugh. I like what Baltimore is doing. Again, another team that's totally getting spit in the face and disrespected. And those are my three, the first three home teams, Houston, Dallas, Baltimore. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, i, I got to be honest with you, Gabe, as a Seahawks fan. Gabe sounds like someone's on a jury that just heard, like, yeah. a whole lot of evidence. He's like, whoa, yeah, wow. Gotta, yeah, it's true. I and gotta, as a I got to go. I I gotta 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 convene you, back in the, for lunch and go over all this. I'm going to tell you something, Gabe. As a Seahawks fan, I have to tease this game. I'm with Lou. I think the best game on the – like, uh, Seattle, Gabe, I know they look good against Kansas City and whatever, but I'm just telling you, man, Dallas in that, in, in that park – also, revenge. Seattle beat them earlier in the year when it was in Seattle when Dallas wasn't looking very good, and they're a whole different team now since acquiring Amari Cooper. I'm a Seahawks fan, but I'm also a realist. The only other one, I'm, I kind of lean Houston uh, with, with you there, Lou. Uh, give me three with the Chargers in a revenge spot, I kind of think, but I like where Lou's going. Like, basically, Gabe, what does he say then? Like, all small favorites and all home teams. If you like the Bears, Ravens, Cowboys, and Texans. All home all very, very small favorites, except for the Bears at six. You're looking at one, one and a half, two and a half. What are you going to do? What do you like, Marenzi? Well, I'm looking, uh, it's funny. I actually feel very differently about these games. I think it's a good spot uh, for the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers are a great home team. That's the game I'm looking at. That's the game I'm looking at, too, for taking the Yeah, I don't think the Chargers are a great home team. And they did. Listen, I was on Baltimore that night. So I I was on the Ravens that night, guys. But... I look, I almost like the fact that it's a revenge spot for the Chargers. You know, the Chargers weren't on their A game that night. Wasn't that the night, too? Didn't uh, Keenan Allen get hurt? Was that that the game that he got hurt? No, he he played against Baltimore but was hurt against Kansas City. He was limited. He was limited. Okay, all right. But you know what? The Chargers are just better on the road than they are at home. And and I'm a Lamar Jackson believer, too, and I back Lamar Jackson. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do enough here to 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 just run the ball. You know, they're they're so one dimensional. Baltimore's offense right now, it's going to come down to can the Chargers shut this kid down from running around because he's not going to be able to beat him throwing the football. And they know this. The Chargers also, even though they didn't they didn't do it that night, they should lose with their you know they have the best pass rushers in the NFL, amongst the best edge pass rushers in the league. They should be able to box Lamar in and force him to throw the football a little bit more in this matchup. Now, I don't want to, you know, compare apples and oranges here, but I talked about this on the morning show today, too, guys, in which uh, rookie quarterbacks are 2-7 and seven in playoff games. 
So the last nine times a rookie started a playoff game, he's only won twice. And I should I should mention the two playoff wins for the quarterbacks were against other rookie quarterbacks. So 0-7 when a rookie is playing against someone who's not a rookie uh, in the playoffs. I think that's something it's hard to overlook. I You know, Baltimore were lucky, guys. Cleveland should have beat them last week. And I don't know. It's like Greg Williams sort of let Baltimore in by not trying a 57-yard field goal. Maybe he didn't think his kicker could do it, but they would have had a better chance doing that than going for it on the 4th and 10 uh, like it was. And you saw Williams after say to him, you could read lips, you could see, he goes, I wasn't going to kick the ball. Whatever the hell that meant. You know, he didn't say, I didn't, you know, I don't know what, you know, I, like I said, Baltimore are freaking lucky they didn't get knocked out last week against Cleveland. And I, I watched that game. That's the game I got. I watched it, and that was the one game that I really focused in on last week. And I saw Cleveland go up and down the field on Baltimore. I think the Chargers are going to be able to move the football, guys. I wish I was getting more points, but I actually lean with yeah. the Bolts in that game. That's the one yeah, if, if I can just add, if I can just add one thing, is uh, the one thing that I've learned long ago is poor offensive lines don't travel. And in the first game against Baltimore, Philip Rivers was besieged with pressure from that front four. The Baltimore defense is nothing to sneeze at. For the last five or six weeks, the Charger offensive line has been, I don't want to say terrible, but not good. Uh, You you and I can bet a beer on this one, but I'm a strong Baltimore Raven fan this week. Lou, gamblue.com. God bless you, Lou. Always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Good luck, everybody. Thanks so much, you guys. There's a Lou, gamblue.com. Always a pleasure with Lou. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage uh, Radio. Did you you see uh, the uh, Bevo, the uh, Longhorn mascot? Oh, yeah. With uh, Ugga? Trample the the little bulldog Ugga. (laughs) I know. Ugga, Ugga, re, re, re. I would say, my girlfriend was like, what the hell's going on before the the game, right? She goes, nothing about football. I'm like, that's the Texas Longhorn. Oh, no, look at the dog there. I loved it. Yeah, it was a very, very, very prolific game. It was great foreshadowing. With the long yeah, it was actually a thing to come. Exactly, yeah. it was getting yeah. The Longhorns <laughs> weren't playing around, but uh, the handler actually says that Bevo wasn't gonna like kill the dog or anything. He said he got excited. He saw the dog, and he just sort of yeah, exactly. He didn't want to hurt the dog. Yeah, like, he, he's, he's yeah all, he ran he's over. A, he's also a Longhorn. Like that's the thing. Like you bring in these live mascots, they're not plush toys. Like they're not stuffed bears on your bed. There, like they're living, breathing animals. He's a Longhorn. He sees a dog. Like ah, things are gonna happen, Gabe. When you let animals loose, that's why they're animals. No, right? it's yeah. And, and I brought this up today, actually, this morning. Like I don't know if you saw it during the Notre Dame Clemson game. They let an eagle fly through the stadium after the anthem, except the eagle took off. Like, it didn't come back. Oh, amazing. Like, um, 
it landed like it got freaked out, and it landed yeah. like on a fan's head. Oh, really? Those talons like, can go right yeah. through your skull. It's actually no pretty crazy. I know. And then another, yeah, and then it took off because the guy sort of freaked out, so the eagle then landed. A Notre Dame fan stuck his arm out. <laughs> the bird landed. <laughs> Yeah, it landed on his arm after. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, man, but it's it's a big. It was a big bird, man. It was oh a no, big eagles, eagle, man. Oh like, yeah, eagles. Eagles kill things. Remember when an eagle looks like they go in and look over the field? Dude, like, imagine if an eagle landed ice. on your shoulder in a football game and just I'd, started like attacking your head, dude. Like it'd I'd be a bad my, time, dude. No, you could die. I'd, I'd shit my pants yeah, yeah. first, and then and then I'd be half dead because I'd be. Like, imagine if he like he clipped oh, yeah. his beak onto your nose or something. Yeah, you'd lose like half he, your nose. Imagine the pain. Exactly. Yeah. He'd just no, rip he, it off. He'd actually probably, if he got a soft nose, like my I would sue the hell out of the NCAA, man. Oh, yeah. War I eagle? swear to God, if I got attacked by an eagle at, at a football game, at a, at a college Plaint- football game. Plaintiff game yeah, or NC defendant. Yeah. War Ed O'Bannon. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Ed O'Bannon might not have been able to take the NCAA down, but I would. <laughs> like, You're right, though. Like, And that's another thing. Like, the Auburn War Eagle and stuff, like, I guess it's by, like, the trainer or whatever. So they have, like, a routine. Like, was this just some random they, like, was it part of the act? No, or? no, no. Like, they have a trained guy. Exactly. So yeah. the eagle normally will fly around and then look yeah. back and say, all right, there's my buddy, and he'll go land there, right? Yeah. Like, they're trained to do this, for, except, for sure. like you stated, they're animals. I know. They, and yeah, there's yeah. 80,000 like people. you got bands playing. There's lights everywhere. Like, the eagle got freaked out and took off. You know what I mean? Like, that's another thing, too. The eagle maybe can't see the handler, right? Because of the white lights and everything. Good like, point. Who knows? It's, a, it's a total crazy environment, too. Different venues, different stuff. Exactly. It's animal? one thing to like, practice it outdoors with him on your farm or whatever. Yeah, he's going to come back. But, buddy, I watched yeah, horse racing. in a football stadium with 90,000 people. You don't know how he's going to react. I brought that up. There's a reason why some horses have blinkers. They don't like the crowd. They don't want to see no. stuff. Blinkers? Blinkers are good because the thing about horses is I was watching a race at Gulfstream. And the horse in his first start, he was crushing it. Then he saw shadows. He freaked out and banged into the rail. And then after banged into the rail, he freaked out even more. That's the thing. Like, you said it, Marenzi, man. It's not a simple thing. Like, a lot of the time, animals are animals. That happened to our horse. That happened to Conflict Diamond. He actually injured himself once. I asked what happened. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, he sort of pulled something, training. I said, what happened? They said he scared himself. He saw his own shadow. And I guess horses really don't like their own shadow. No, they don't. Right? They don't. And it's moving, So he too. sort of so took off like from his own shadow. Yeah, yeah and he took a misstep because he saw his own shadow. Like you said, horses don't like to see their own shadows. It freaks them out. Well, why do you think, too, like when, when you're watching a horse race, Gabe, you know what I mean? Like very few horses, when they get close to the rail, will do well. Like you don't want to be that like one foot there because once they see it and they see metal, at the way they run, their 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 first instinct is, I don't want to be near this thing. So they'll cut, they'll go on diagonals, boom, and then that's when you get the jockeys falling off, and you get uh, natural disasters. You want to be like two or three inside to have some room. But it's amazing. You're right. That's I, I I'm actually watching a lot of horse racing. More and more horse horse racing. A lot of horses are wearing blinkers just because of that. Especially at those tracks where it's really like you know the West Coast tracks. Think about the football game last night, and you know you've lived in the West Coast. The shadows. Like, you see the shadows at the Rose Bowl? The game's in sun. Sometimes you're throwing at the ball. Dodger games. You talk about it. Boom. Ball in sun. Yeah. Ball in darkness. And you watch. I watched that whole game change. I'm like, wow, it's light to dark to dark. Now it's very dark. Like, it's got to be pretty great, crazy <clears throat> crazy as a receiver when you're looking up in the air and you see a ball, then you don't see a ball. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the Rose Bowl is a real challenge. It sure it's is. It's a good point. It, it starts. 
it starts in like bright, bright sun, and then you got like weird sun in your eyes, like shadows everywhere. Then next thing you know, you're playing at nighttime. It's dark. <laughs> you know what I mean, and yeah, the lights, it's weird. You got to deal with the lights. It's a good. Uh, it's a good point. Different environments. Yeah, Dodger Stadium's really uh, like there's Under. certain start times. Like they're yeah, like when they when they play at like four o'clock. When they have like sometimes they do these three o five games and stuff. It's insane. It's the way their stadium is and the mountain behind it and stuff. They like you said, man. So it'll be, it'll be bright, bright, bright. Like the sun will be shining in the outfield, but there'll be like a shadow in the infield, and it's disconcerting. You got Clayton Kershaw throwing at ninety six miles an hour at you from sixty feet away, and it's dark, but it's bright on the other side. It's hard for the the eye. Like you know, that's there's a reason why there's no there's no like you can't have any backdrop in the outfield. Basically, you know what I mean. Like there's a few yep. stadiums. They'd have had even like billboards and stuff, and players are like, "You can't have that there." Like, like yeah, it's anything white, like you know, like some places they've had white stuff in the back in the outfield, and you can't see the damn ball, right? So, like, yeah, the sight. You know, people don't really think about the little things like that, but yeah, I'm looking forward to betting on some baseball, man. Baseball's uh, pretty much around the corner, actually. <laughs> sure. Pitcher- Wait, time's flying. We're in we're in January, buddy. Pitchers and catchers report in a few weeks, right? Probably real soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least like the, the pre-reporting type of thing. Yeah. Harper and Machado still haven't signed either. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Like, uh, I said this, Cam. I said this about both of them. Both these guys want monster money and stuff. They're and everyone always says these. They always say the same thing about these players. Oh, my God. Everyone's going to be after them. It's no, like, they're not. They're not. When, when you make that, when you want that much money... Like you, you discount, like you discount basically seventy five percent of the teams in the league. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you don't have the leverage you think you do. You know, are the Pittsburgh Pirates? They're not bidding. Kansas City Royals aren't in. Cleveland Indians aren't in. Baltimore Orioles aren't in. You know what I mean? Like you go down the list, it's like, all right, you got to hope the Cubs are in or the Dodgers are in and the Yankees are in, and then you look, the Red Sox aren't in. The Red Sox are actually the Red Sox supposedly told uh, the, their guys, "Listen, you gotta, you gotta, we can't be crazy like this all the time. We gotta try to tighten things up a little bit." Which kind of weird because they just won, but supposedly the Red Sox aren't in like we're going, we're not going crazy mode. So then it's basically, it looks to me right now like the Dodgers, the Yankees are sort of playing, waiting it out, and they're just going to be able to say, "Look." If you would have gotten a better offer than this, you've already would have taken it. Exactly. And they're I'll not going to say that to Harper's face, but they're going to say they're going to know this. They're going to know, right? They're going to say, "Listen, guy wanted five hundred million. That was never happening. He really wanted three hundred and fifty million. That ain't happening. Let's give him a call now. It's been a month. Reality settling in for him right now. And then you just tell him, you really want to go to Philadelphia? You know what I mean? We'll, we'll give you the money right now. But I'm hearing from the Yankees is they're not going to do it." Like they, there's something about Harper that rubs people the wrong way. It like rubs me. Not everyone uh, loves him. I don't. You know what I mean? Not every GM thinks, "Oh, he's my savior." A lot of people think that he's sort of a, he's a selfish guy. Which I don't really know if it matters. Like I'm sort of torn on that. Like, you know, like if you read, you would like uh, GMs have often talked about Harper the last year, and you know, some guys say there's no way in hell they would have him on his team. That he's really just a stack guy. He's about him. Look at Washington. Washington never won with him. And it's true. Washington never did win with him. 
And then you other people say, you know, it really doesn't matter what his personality is, that he puts up big numbers, and baseball's a stack game, right? He's going to give you 30, 35 home runs. He's going to play decent. You know what I mean? He's going to do – he plays hard, and he's not like a big, big jerk. So I don't really don't know what the rub on him is, but – it doesn't seem like there's a million teams offering him the money right now. And Machado is a similar situation where supposedly Philadelphia has been the most aggressive with both exactly. of them. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like Philadelphia, Philadelphia isn't playing around. Like, they really have money. They want to spend it, and they're trying to win. But supposedly Machado and Harper are both sort of like, man, if I have to, I'll go to Philadelphia, but I'm hoping the Yankees or the Dodgers or somebody come to me. You know what I mean? Like something it's more very true. glamorous, but right? So when you look supposedly at, when Manny you look, Machado was less than enthusiastic about it, but he wants the money. Well, listen, but, but Gabe, and another thing about those two guys, yes, they're better than average players, but I look at it like Mike Trout and everybody else. And the amount of money that they want, it's not going to happen that way. So teams aren't going to pay up for these guys. And. They're basically going to call their bluff, and eventually, you know, they're they're going to sign somewhere, but not for the money that they think they're going to make. I agree with you absolutely in that. Both of those players, too, despite being a, a, amazing hitters, can go through streaks and, ba- and bad streaks. Unlike Mike Trout, to me, it's well, like that's the thing too. Him, You're a good point. Him and everybody you give else. them that much money. You give either of them that much player. money. Yeah, they're, you're building your franchise around them. You can't just say, oh, well, we gave Harper $300 million to be yeah. a and role player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Correct. And that's the thing. Is he the guy that you're like, all right, he's going to lead us. He's going to carry us now. I don't know. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, to me, he's better off on the Dodgers. Like, if I'm Harper, guys need to know themselves. And if you're, dude, if you're Bryce Harper, if I was his agent, I'd say, listen, Philadelphia's offering you $5 million a year more. Number one, have you ever seen what a Philadelphia fan is like, Bryce? You're not in Washington anymore, all right? They're going to turn on you fast unless you deliver. And number two, you're on the Phillies. So they're going to expect the World Series. They don't get it. It's going to be your fault. And it's going to be a lot of negativity around you. And the media is going to be up your ass, dude, like in Philadelphia. You go to the Dodgers, whatever. The media will pick on Clayton Kershaw. You know what I mean? Like, it'll all Kershaw didn't win or... And it's not even, it's not really malicious out there with Los Angeles. It's not the same as the East Coast. No. Like, no, I don't think boring. Harper will be able to handle playing for the Yankees because of the negativity that comes if things don't go well. I mean, look, they boot Stanton in the first game, yeah, right? That's right. I know. Yeah, 0 for 5, boo. That's the thing. Yeah, and I'll exactly. Tell you she and Carlos Stanton, too, and we know that he eventually came around, but still, he has thicker skin than Bryce Harper. That's very true. And so... It's one of those things that exactly. I could see Harper. I could see Harper like turning on a New York media guy, tell him, giving him the f bomb or the bird, and saying, you know, screw this, and just making it worse for himself. It's actually crazy, Gabe. You're, you bring up a good point. Sometimes the grass is not always greener on the other side. You have to appreciate what you got, and uh, I, I don't think both of those well, players I think Harper can save franchises. They're both very Harper good, wanted to be franchises. on the Cubs. He wanted to be on the Cubs. Yeah, like he's buddies with guys on the Cubs. Yes. And, uh, you know, what's his name? Rizzo's from uh, from Vegas. Yeah. Yes, he is. And, um, yeah. and you know, I've all the thing, it's the thing. Bryce Harper's a Vegas guy. And he's very Vegas-ish. Like, you know, that's who he is. I mean, he's a pretty West Coast-type dude, man. So, I like, I don't really understand. Like, to, if I'm him, I really don't understand why you just don't sign with the L.A. Dodgers. The closest city to Las Vegas, you know, you'll have a chance to win. You'll be on the West Coast. 
the, the pressure isn't the same. There is pressure being on the Dodgers, but it's not the same as being on the Yankees. It's not the same as being on the Phillies if they, you take all their money. Like, the, the, the fan base is going to expect a lot. Machado's another story where, you know, same thing. There's a lot of managers that would just don't want to deal with Machado, right? But the thing is, he's, he's pretty freaking good. He is. You he know? is. So he's very, he's very, very good. These two dudes still out there. The White Sox might get Harper, Ken. As crazy as it That's, sounds. Like, the White Sox yeah, have well, a ton of money. And supposedly yeah. they offered it to him. So it might be one of these deals where he's like, well, you, you go know, to Chicago, just not $8 million. <laughs> yeah, they offer me $30 million a year. L.A. only want to give me $22 million a year. Screw L.A. I'm going to Chicago, right? You don't, you yeah, really don't know what, how team. these guys are going to think. Well, that's the thing. They're going like, to have to make you, up their mind soon, though. Like, they're, the season's yeah. around the corner. Do you want to be a team that just, with Bryce Harper, like, I don't think he's going to put the, the White Sox over the top. They'll be a little bit better. They do have a young talent, Juan Moncada, and a couple of these other guys, Gabe. But you look at it, the pitching prospect that they have, he got, he, he got hurt at the end of the year when he was on fire. Like, this team has a long way to go. Trust me. I took the wins over. Remember that that at the start of the year? Like, they're not there yet. But if you want to play for, like, more money, a team like that will offer you the money. I think it's teams like the Yankees and Dodgers are actually going to go, screw it. We're already very, very good. We're not going to overpay for you. You get what we offer, or we're just going to say no. They're going to, they're going to stand pat, stand firm. Well, here's a report right now to Washington. It just came out, actually, now. I just sort of punched in, all right, Bryce Harper. There's all kinds of stories popping up. Uh, that he actually met with the owner of the Nationals at Christmas time. Christmas Eve, he had a five-hour meeting with the owner of the Nationals. Yeah. Maybe he's not leaving, right? Um, now they're saying, here's seven hours ago, NBC Sports. Phillies plan to meet with Bryce Harper even as they wait Manny Machado's decision. And here's latest on the White Sox pursuit. Earlier today, ESPN Jess Passan reported the White Sox were willing to give Bryce Harper a contract yep. of 10 years. 10 years length. guaranteed, too. Guaranteed years. Yeah. And it says, so are the Phillies. Um, the White Sox are only willing to give Harper and Manny Machado a maximum of uh, seven years, other people are stating. According to high-ranking sources, the White Sox have offered him a seven-year deal. And that the White Sox aren't, they don't do 10-year deals, but they will do a seven-year deal. Yeah, I think it comes down to the money more than the years, really, if they, you know, if they offer yeah. a whack of money. I don't know. If you're Harper, I mean, Philadelphia will have a chance to win. Philadelphia will have a loaded roster. Philadelphia are pretty good already. You know, they got well, Harper. Look at the pitching they got, too. Nolan's going to have yeah, another year like, under his belt. Like, they're very, very close. And another thing with Philadelphia, sure, the Braves had a good year with Acuna Jr. Yeah, and all these other guys great. that they have. But that's the thing. You can make a huge, huge jump in that division because it's weak, and I love the Phillies pitching. They're a very intriguing team. Like, you, if somebody offered you money in Philly, but you said it, Gabe, you have to have the right mindset. You can't – the fans will turn on you. You think New York fans will turn on you quick? Philadelphia fans will bury you. So you got to have thick skin. Yeah, I just I don't think that it's a good place for him personally. I think Machado can handle it. The West Coast, yeah. Your Bryce Harper seems more of a West Coast dude. You're right. Like go to the West. That's your yeah. Thing. But it's not like like I said, it's not like San Francisco. I don't see San Francisco offering no, the big money. They have not, no. The Dodgers, nope. the Dodgers reportedly are interested, but there's they said let's just wait and see how this plays out. 
right? Like they're they they're not like oh we're desperate. We you know what I mean? Like I said, I think the Dodgers are sort of playing the market. I'm gonna say hey, you really want to go to the White Sox, bro? You know what I mean? I think the Dodgers are just sort of waiting this one out here. Yeah. Look, the Dodgers <laughs> just cleared a lot of room and a lot of money, so they they have something up their sleeve. All right, we'll hit some DFS yep. on the other side here. Yep, got a golf bets. lineup, Gabe. Golf's back. Four. Oh. Did it ever go away? 